0: it's the pete calendar show with more than 20 years as a reporter and radio host in north carolina pete Calliner is helping solve the world's problems one podcast at a time because he's a giver and now here's pete hey so what's going on welcome to the show thanks so much for listening i do appreciate it thank you for subscribing as well if you haven't already you just go to the click the subscribe button that's right there in the middle of the page. And then you get the podcast delivered right to your phone or tablet every single day. And like, you don't even have to think about it anymore. Um, and a lot of people listen online. They go to the, uh, the website and listen there and that's fine. Uh, that still counts as a, you know, as a listen. I appreciate that, but downloading, it just makes it, it makes it so much easier for you. So, uh, and you know me, I'm a giver, so uh, I'm just, you know, I give you this information to make your life easier because I'm all about solutions too. Uh, Also, I want to thank all of the patrons that helped make the show possible patrons like Ann and Tammy and Ben, Rick, Lori, Ray, David, Becky john lisa and jim i appreciate all of the support they became patrons uh and the link is at the it's up at the top of the page there you click the link it takes you to the patreon page you become a patron and then you get exclusive content like our weekly live streams lots of fun there so uh have you seen the photos from the border yes i think this makes biden now literally hitler i believe that's the standard uh the yeah, the photos of the kids in cages don't call them cages, sorry, not a crisis, and not cages. They're just in a what did n b c or a b c call it a a jail like setting <laughs> because right because a jail is completely different than a cage, which is what Donald Trump was throwing all of the babies into. Uh, not Joe Biden, because Joe Biden cares. He cares about people. And so it's different. By the way, uh, have you heard of this term, Blue Anon? <laughs> Q Anon, you know, I'm sure Q, the conspiracy theory, complete gibberish mess that uh, people on the right got swallowed up into. And uh, there is a thing called Blue Anon, which is. Uh, a running list of all of the conspiracy theories that people on the left believe in. And there are a bunch of them, uh, not the least of which is, you know, that uh, Vladimir Putin helped Donald Trump steal a bunch of votes in the 2016 election. And that's what got him the uh, the office. Also, uh, the Steele dossier and the, the Hooker P tape, like all of that's part of Blue Anon. OK, Blue as in Democrat Blue Anon. And so the latest Blue Anon conspiracy theory is that the videos of the border crossings, that a lot of these are staged and probably staged with the help of the Border Patrol agents. (laughs) That they're <laughs> they're doing it to make Biden look bad. That's what they're. <laughs> that's the latest blue and on conspiracy theory. Now, if it feels like all of the vegetation around your property has entered into a grand conspiracy against you, that means you need some tools to tame it this spring. And that means you need to go to general equipment rental. OK, general equipment rental. So, yes, you can rent all of the tools that you'll need. So maybe if it's just like, you know, one big job that has to get done. Uh, the one I keep thinking of is, you know, you want to plant a garden or you want to uh, do your yard over or something. You need a tiller. It's a great spot to get your tillers general equipment rental in Weaverville. Uh, but they are also your official licensed Honda and Husqvarna outdoor power equipment sales and service provider. So they've got tons of uh you know equipment that you can purchase, and they know this equipment that's what being you know official licensed dealer means that they know this stuff they know the the product changes from year to year, the different models uh the differences the benefits between each of them, and you know you you want the right tool for the job and if you are looking for a stand on mower, whether for your work or maybe you've got a big piece of property, they've got a fantastic deal going on right now two deals actually that they know how to combine for you and this is what also being a dealer being an official licensed you know specialist Husqvarna dealer this is what they get they get access to these deals two deals that you put them together and you can save up to $3,500 on the Husqvarna v500 series to these models the v548 and the v554 these are stand-on mowers $3,500 off Okay, so if you've been thinking about uh, replacing a mower or adding a new one to your fleet, then uh, you need to take advantage of this deal. It's going to end uh, at the end of April, so you don't have a lot of time to. I mean, you could think it over. I'm not trying to rush you, but um, you know, don't wait too long. General Equipment Rental. Go to the website generalrents.com. Uh, And uh, check out all of the details there. Family owned and operated for three generations in Weaverville at the intersection of Merriman Avenue and Reams Creek Road. General Equipment Rental, generalrents.com. And think outside your toolbox. So President Joe Biden's administration has tried for weeks, according to the Associated Press, to keep the public from seeing images like the ones that have now emerged showing immigrant children in U.S. custody at the border sleeping on mats under foil blankets separated into groups by big plastic partitions because, you know, COVID and all. So you're going to have them, <laughs> you've got them, it's like plastic sheeting. So they've separated every, so what like, so what was originally like a big cage, sorry, not a cage, a jail-like pod Um, so instead of just, you know, one big open area, now you've got the sheeting going on (laughs) between all of these kids. It's, I I laugh because of the hypocrisy. Okay. And I'm not, and again, I don't make this argument because I expect people on the left to be like, oh my gosh, really? I was a hypocrite. I didn't see it until you just pointed it out. Pete, thanks so much. I don't expect that kind of reaction. I pointed out because I think it's still valuable to just point out. I'm not going to dwell on it, but they're hypocrites. Okay. Administration officials have steadfastly refused to call the detention of more than 15,000 children in U.S. custody or the conditions they're living under a, quote, crisis. Although Jen Pisaki apparently the other day slipped up and called it a crisis, but then quickly (laughs) backtracked on it. Like, it's so funny. Like They don't want to say the word crisis. It's not a crisis. This is not a crisis. Don't you dare call it a crisis. It's a challenge. It's an opportunity. This is all right. It's it's definitely um, I mean, there's a situation. There is a situation. Don't call it a crisis. Okay, not a crisis. Uh, However, uh, I would point out it might be a crisis considering the fact that they are not letting any media look at any of this stuff. Any of the conditions, they're not even letting the lawyers who are supposed to, these are nonprofit lawyers that are supposed to go in and provide oversight. They're supposed to be granted access and they haven't been allowed to go in either. Uh, The uh, apparently the Biden administration has refused or ignored dozens of requests from the media for access to the detention sites. Such access was granted several times by the previous administration. Biden's national security advisor, Jake Sullivan, said this week that, quote, the administration has a commitment to transparency to make sure (laughs) to make sure that the news media gets the chance to report on every aspect of what's happening at the border, just as long as they go across the border and use a telephoto lens to get pictures of what's happening on the American side. That literally happened, by the way, that literally happened. A photojournalist had to go on to the Mexican side of the border in order to get pictures of what was happening on the American side because the Americans would not let the uh, reporter in, the photojournalist in. These photos that you've probably now seen, they were released by Representative Henry Cuellar, a Texas Democrat from the border city of Laredo. The White House, according to the AP here, the White House has prided itself on its methodical rollout of policy during its first 50 plus days but west wing aides privately acknowledge that they were quote caught off guard by the surge of migrants at the border and the resulting media furor this is the line this is the narrative that is advanced by the administration uh, the democrats and their allies in the media that this was all completely unknowable oh my gosh did you wh- look at what's happening down here Who could have ever predicted that this would have happened? This is their response. This is the narrative that, oh, my gosh, I got to tell you, like, off the record, like, don't quote me on this, but I'm going to give you some juicy background information here, reporter, that uh, this kind of caught us off guard. So, again, just like the other day with the, you know, Biden knocked over as he climbed stairs, you know, knocked over by a stiff breeze. That's the PR story you go with. I don't know why. Just like that. Now, this story is the preferable narrative here is that you were not prepared for all of these people coming across the border who were lured here by your campaign promises. (laughs) So think about this. The preferred narrative is that they don't understand the consequences of their words. Their preferred narrative is that they are incompetent. They were unprepared. How, and honestly, this really does go to the point, though. Th- this fundamental difference in the debate over illegal immigration, which is, you know, Republicans agreed to um, agreed to a deal years, you know, decades ago, and it was, we'll do border security in exchange for the amnesty. They gave the amnesty, and then Democrats never gave them border security. And so ever since then, every deal Republicans are always like border security first. And Democrats are always like, no, 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 it's got to be together. And Republicans are like, no, it doesn't. You guys aren't going to do border security. And so if you're not going to do it, we're going to make that the requirement first before we do any kind of discussion about path to citizenship or amnesty. And I've been saying this for years, is that as soon as you start talking about it, as soon as you start talking about giving amnesty to people who are already here, then you're going to induce more people to come because they know they hear this that oh hey if we can get in there before they pass this we'll be you know grandfathered in we'll be existing illegal immigrants in, in, or unauthorized immigrants we'll be in country and when this bill passes then we'll get the amnesty so you create the magnet right you create this draw just by talking about it and this is a this is another perfect example of how that plays out And for the uh, administration to say that they were caught off guard by this, if I take them at their word for it, then I guess it makes sense that this is why you don't understand why Republicans keep saying you got to have the border security first, because if you don't, you get overrun like this as soon as you start talking about amnesty. But the AP in true AP form, says the GOP has grabbed onto the border situation with both hands, reviving... <laughs> I don't understand with both hands. I think, the, I think there are more than two hands in the GOP. Um, but this is just another way of saying pounced or seized. right? They've grabbed onto the border with both hands. Because you can't just say seized anymore. You can't say pounced. It's become such a joke. You're trying to find another way to say these things. GOP pounces. Again, when the scandal involves a Republican, the story is the scandal. And when a scandal involves a Democrat, the story is the Republican reaction to that scandal. And that's that's what now this is, is that the GOP is seizing on the border situation, reviving the issue that was key to propelling Trump to the top of the Republican field in 2016. Guess, it's almost like the issue matters to Americans. Do you kind of get that feeling like almost as if the issue matters to some degree? Uh, The congressman, the Democrat who put out these photos, said what Trump did was horrible. These pictures show you that even under our best intentions and the Biden administration has the best intentions, it's still very difficult. Oh I see. So when Trump does it it's terrible, but Joe Biden because he's got better intentions cuz he's a democrat, of course. Um that oh my gosh, it's like who could have guessed this was going to happen. See, Biden isn't a terrible racisty Hitler kind of a person just because he's setting records for the amount of, you know, kids in cages. No, no, no. no. He's not like that. See cuz he he wants them all here, you see. Even though he's telling everybody stay home. <laughs> I don't understand like this line of thinking. I, I do. I understand what's going on here, okay? It is that uh, they don't have any argument to make. They're, they're, they're boxed in. It's a very difficult position that they're now trying to defend, which is, you know, why is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez dressed all in white, crying in front of a chain-link fence when Donald Trump is doing this stuff, but when Biden is doing it, she's gone radio silent for the last month, right? Why is that? We all know why that is. We all know why that is. Oh, yeah. Kamala Harris, Vice President Harris. She was asked if she's going to go down to the border. Take a listen to this. Do you guys visit the border? Uh, um, not today. <laughs> but um, right. I have before and I'm sure I will again. Yeah. So she's asked, "Are you? Go- do you have plans to go visit the border? And she says, "Um, not today. And then she does that ridiculous laugh, which that is her tell, by the way. That's her tell when she's got nothing. uh, I've talked about this. Well, for years now, she's a terrible candidate. She's a terrible campaigner, Uh, not a very good, um, uh, you know, retail politician thinking on her feed, uh, coming up with answers that are that seem responsive. Like when she's dodging a question, it's obvious that she's dodging a question. And this is her tell. That when she starts laughing in this superficial, silly way, it means she's got nothing to say and she's doing it in order to disarm you. So you, you, you lose track of the question. Well, here, this is another example of it. This was from her interview that she gave to 60 Minutes during the campaign. You're considered the most liberal United States senator. I somebody said that and it actually was Mike Pence on the debate stage. But. Yeah. Well, actually, the nonpartisan GovTrack has rated you as the most liberal senator. <laughs> so, no, it wasn't Mike Pence. He was just repeating something that somebody else had said about you. You're the most liberal senator. Or how about this one? This one is my favorite. This was when she appeared uh, on the Colbert report. Sorry, no. What's he on now? The Late Show? What's he the host of? One of those late night shows. Uh, Stephen Colbert or Colbert. Stephen Colbert. He he's got her on. This is, I think, before she has been named as the vice presidential pick. But after she had dropped out and Joe Biden's the nominee and uh, she's now, you know, endorsing Biden, you know, all in for Biden. And Colbert is asking her like, how do you make this shift from what you said on the debate stage, where you basically called him a racist? Okay, Colbert doesn't say that, but he ba- she basically called Joe Biden a racist, right? A supporter of of, um, of segregated schools, and you know, I was that little girl in the schoolhouse. Like that's that was her attack on Joe Biden in the first debate, and now she's all in for Biden. And so Colbert is asking a completely appropriate question: How does one go about making that kind of a? shift? Shift from you know accusing your opponent of being a racist basically and now you're all in for the guy how does that transition happen how do you go from being such a passionate opponent <laughs> on such bedrock principles for you and and now you guys seem to be pals it was a debate <laughs> Not everybody landed punches like you did, though. It was a debate. So you don't mean it. It was a debate. That the whole reason, literally, it was a debate. It was called a debate. Everyone I understand. Travel to the debate. There were journalists there covering the debate where there would be a debate of differences of opinion and issues. Okay. I am right. 1,000% supportive of Joe Biden, and I will, again, do everything I can to make sure he is elected. You hear Colbert being like, okay, all right, all right. She just keeps hammering away, you know, the debate, it was a debate. Reporters were covering the debate where we debated, like as if that's the explanation. No, you called this guy a racist and now you're backing his run for president. So you were either lying then or you're okay with a racist, right? That's what he's asking. And she can't answer it. She can't because, of course, she's lying. She was lying. Or maybe it's a little bit of both. I don't know. I'm trying to give her the benefit of the doubt. I mean, well, what is the benefit of the doubt? What's the better alternative on that pick, right? That you are endorsing the racist and you're totally fine with the racist as long as you get close to power, uh, or that you were calling a guy a racist that wasn't? (laughs) I said, so benefit of the doubt is that she was lying during the debate. She was just trying to uh, to hurt his candidacy so she could win. And now that she lost, uh, she recognizes that, uh, you know, he's not a racist. And so she's going to hook her wagon to his star. I think that's how that metaphor goes. Anyway, she's going to, uh, you know, she's going to back him because she knew what she was saying initially was a lie. But the point here is that the tell, it's the laugh. She keeps laughing. She keep like it's a debate. Ha ha ha. It was a debate. Ha ha ha. The reporters were there covering a debate. Ha ha. She just keeps laughing. It's the tell. She doesn't know how to get out of it. So she just laughs in the hope that everyone else will start laughing and everybody will forget that you asked me an uncomfortable question. (laughs) Oh my goodness. It's so funny. Uh, no, I'm not going to go to the border, (laughs) but, but I might go back at some point. Like that's, You're not going down to see what's going on at the border, and you laughed about it. So, I may, uh, yeah, it may be a nervous thing. That could be it, too. It may be completely uh, subconscious or unconscious. I don't know. Like, she has no control over it, which I don't think that's better either. (laughs) I do know this. I do know this. You're going to get a better mattress at Mattress Man. I know that, okay? If your spring cleaning includes tossing out the old mattress, first off, kudos to you. Good job got to replace your mattress. In fact, though, when Christy and I replaced our mattress, we had a queen-size bed, and we replaced it with a king-size memory foam from Mattress Man, uh, probably like nine or ten years ago now. Uh, and one thing that we did not think about when we uh, got the bigger mattress, sheets, yeah exactly so (laughs) we we bring it home we're like oh we don't have any king size sheets (laughs) so uh mattress man though has got you covered now literally get it with a complete bedding set for free with select mattresses or you can uh score one of these anchor weighted blankets have you seen these things they're like christy got one for christmas and um she sleeps under it every night. It's like a twenty-pound blanket, and it simulates a hug. It's designed to reduce anxiety. Did you? Yeah, it's pretty cool. And um, couldn't we all use a hug nowadays, right? In these uncertain times, couldn't we all use a hug? So get yourself a blanket if you can't get a hug, <laughs> but or get a complete bedding set all from Mattress Man, the exclusive retailer of the Biltmore Collection made by Restonic right here in North Carolina. These are the beds in the hotel and the inn at the Biltmore Estate. Mattress Man has four stores in Asheville, Arden, and Hendersonville. They have local five-star delivery service and a 120-day comfort guarantee. They ship nationwide. So let the sleep consultants at Mattress Man help you find the right mattress for you go to their website mattressmanstores.com and experience the difference at mattress man buy local and sleep better So the AP reports that border agencies under Trump allowed limited media tours of both Homeland Security and Health and Human Services facilities. But under Biden, the agencies also have denied full access to nonprofit lawyers and media. But the lawyers conduct oversight of facilities where children are detained. Those oversight visits occur under a federal court settlement. They're not even following a federal court settlement on this stuff. Okay. Uh, Meanwhile, Reuters gets an exclusive. Mexico's government is worried the new U.S. administration's asylum policies are stoking illegal immigration and creating business for organized crime. Ever since President Joe Biden won the White House, vowing to undo the hardline approach of his predecessor, Donald Trump, Mexico has both looked forward to an end to migration burdens imposed by Trump and braced for a new influx of people. Detentions on the U.S. border have surged since Biden took office. Mexico has urged Washington to uh, to help them uh, stem the flow by providing Development aid to Central America, which, by the way, we have billions of dollars have gone down to Central and South America uh, to help them during the covid response and uh, and to deal with this uh, with with these uh, uh, with the migrant caravans and such. Um, They see him as the migrant president and so many feel they're going to reach the United States, said Mexican president Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador. We need to work together to regulate the flow. Notice he doesn't say stop. He just says regulate the flow. They would very much appreciate all of the people making this journey. They'd very much appreciate them just make their way through Mexico as quickly as possible and get to America. They don't want them in their country, right? They just, they want them to flow right through. So just better, you know, regulate the flow, just Open up the pipeline of humanity and send them all through. Recent Mexican policies are also encouraging migration. It saw potential uh, flips in measures such as offering COVID-19 vaccines to migrants as well as better protections for undocumented children. One Mexican official familiar with migration developments who spoke on condition of anonymity said organized crime began changing its M.O., from the day Biden took office, end quote, and it is now exhibiting unprecedented levels of sophistication. That includes briefing their clients on the latest immigration rules, using technology to avoid authorities and disguising smuggling operations as travel agencies. Migrants have become a commodity, this official said, arguing that they were now as valuable as drugs. For these gangs, Reuters goes on to say it's a pretty lengthy uh, piece, by the way, and it all is all linked up at the Patreon page. Um, To ease their passage, smugglers advise Central American clients to register complaints with authorities, saying they have been victims of extortion. Or if you're a young man, they say tell the Americans that you face death from street gangs. They're being coached, folks. They're being told what to say to get asylum. This is not some right-wing fantasy, okay? Republicans, conservatives are not making this stuff up, okay? They're being advised how to beat the system so they can stay. And as in previous years, migrants are being told to bring kids to make it easier to apply for asylum. Mexican intelligence shows smugglers' transit costs vary widely. One assessment said that an unaccompanied Central American minor could secure passage to America... For To the border for about $3,200. By contrast, African travelers, the rate is $20,000 and Asians have to pay even more than that. So I'm not really sure why there is this difference. Uh, uh, Yeah, I don't know why there's this difference of pay, of cost rather. Based on uh, ethnicity and race, I'm not sure, but I am wondering: like, is China gonna come in and try to shame all of these human traffickers? Are they gonna like, hey, that's <laughs> racist! You can't charge us more for that. Uh, meanwhile, Jim Garrity. He says, the Biden administration, writing a National Review, I should say, the Biden administration is having an increasingly difficult time grappling with the unprecedented crisis, not a crisis, don't call it a crisis, on our southern border, and the national media are having an increasingly difficult time pretending that Joe Biden's rhetoric and policies had nothing to do with the surge of migrants that are arriving now. Uh, remember, he says... How then-candidate Joe Biden denounced the Trump-created humanitarian crisis at the border. I do. I'm old enough to remember that. He says there is a, um, there's, oh, he says good times, good times. It turns out the humanitarian crises at the uh, southern border are a lot easier to create than the Biden team apparently thought. See, there is a dark humor to watching media like ABC trying to acknowledge that the new administration is putting record numbers of kids into cages. Sorry, don't call them cages. What this? ABC calls it facilities similar to jail. (laughs) Not kidding. That's what they say. Facilities similar to jail, which Jim Garrity points out that sounds suspiciously like kids in cages. (laughs) Which we we saw. Uh, the denunciation of the kids in cages as a moral stain on our nation, right? By both the media and the Democrats. But I repeat myself. CBS reports, quote, children interviewed by lawyers conducting oversight as part of a federal court case reported sleeping on the floor, being hungry, only showering once in as many as seven days and not being able to call family members. One of them said... That he could only see the sun when he showered because you can see the sun through the window, so they're not even letting them outside, letting the kids outside. Oh, and don't even, don't even uh, uh, get me started on the COVID-19 stuff, right? They're packing hundreds of kids into these facilities without protocols, without these safety protocols that we were told, you know, everybody had to follow. Now they're, like, going to start putting them up in hotel rooms because they've run out of space. Um, Is it any less of a human rights abuse when Vice President Kamala Harris, who, remember, called the babies in cages a human rights abuse? That that was her, her words. Okay? Is it any less of a human rights abuse now when she does it and when Biden does it? Right? Biden caused this you can tell by the people wearing the shirts as they march through Mexico, you know, Biden, give me amnesty. Thank you, Biden. Right. They're literally wearing shirts (laughs) thanking Joe Biden, because of course they should. Right. When you run a campaign denouncing the administration's immigration enforcement, you call these draconian policies. You say that, uh, all of their policies are grounded in fear and racism and that if you're elected, you'll create a roadmap to citizenship for 11 million people who are here like you're promising amnesty. But between the lines of the news coverage, Jim Garrity says, you can see a lot of effort to treat the migrant surge as just some strange and random thing that happened, completely unconnected to Biden's rhetoric and his policy changes. He And that's it's duplicitous. It's just False. His policies created this crisis. Vox and the Migrant Policy Institute are here to assure us all that none of this, though, is Joe Biden's fault. Obviously, they say smugglers have been spreading misinformation about the Biden administration's plans to process asylum seekers because they're trying to profit from it. Yeah, see, the smugglers. I know if you can't trust a smuggler, (laughs) why would you? Why? If you're a smuggler. And you're taking this money, and you're bringing people over the border. And people realize that you're just taking their money, and they're not getting in. And they don't. And the asylum process is all broken, and they're sending you back, and everything. And it's not working. Do you think then that people keep using the smuggling services? No, people understand. Like there's, I love this idea that somehow or another, you go south of the border, and nobody has access to information. <laughs> right? For some reason or another, the news stops at the border. Right. Oh, well, you know, those people in South and Central America, they just don't understand what we're doing on our policy. No, in fact, they have a better understanding, I would submit, than most Americans do about what our policies are. This is how they explain. This is how Vox, a left wing uh, website and the Migrant Policy Institute. Th- this is why we're seeing this surge, even though, the you know, the travel period, the, the when we see the biggest spike in migration efforts usually come in the late spring. OK. Um, and so this is early. They started in January. I know. Who, why would you start in January? What happened in January? I don't know what happened in January. Um, pandemic related economic deterioration. That's what they're crediting. Not Joe Biden, but the pandemic related economic deterioration. Again, despite the fact that we gave like tens of billions of dollars to these countries for pandemic response. OK. Uh, but also pandemic's been going on a year. But now they just like, I guess now it's finally hit them. Uh, Also, hurricanes that devastated Central America late last year, as well as more longstanding issues such as gang violence, government corruption and crop failures due to climate change. (laughs) That's, (laughs) That's what's happening. It's crop failures due to climate change. Jim Garrity notes the last hurricane of the 2020 Atlantic hurricane season was Tropical Storm Gamma, which made landfall on October 3rd. So you're telling us that we're seeing an intense surge of kids coming across the border in early to mid-March because of hurricanes that hit before Trump went to the hospital with coronavirus. (laughs) Also, if pandemic-related economic deterioration is what's driving the surge of migrants, why didn't the surge we're seeing now occur much earlier in 2020? Again, this is a perfect example of Democrats' denial of reality in this debate. Okay, when Whenever you start talking about amnesty, more people come across the border to get that amnesty, which is why Republicans have demanded that security comes first. Then you take up the amnesty debate. The democratic approach actually harms people. It actually harms people. I'll explain how in a minute. First, I will explain how you get to Old Grouch's military surplus. It's very easy, actually. You just go to Main Street in downtown Clyde. Okay, that's it. Or you can go to the website, oldgrouch.com, Real U.S. Military Surplus. Tim at Old Grouch, he gets new stuff in all the time, so you want to keep going back, keep you know uh, checking to see what the stock uh, looks like. But he's got, you know, all of your gear for uh for your outdoor adventuring now that spring is here. If you are a, a fisher, fisher, hiker, fisherman, hiker, you you like to go fishing, and you like to go hiking, and you like to go camping, and you like to go hunting, you need outdoor gear, and you want top quality gear at a great price, that is old Grouch's military surplus. He can also hook you up with ammo cans, gun accessories, backpacks. Uh, Body armor, first aid kits, emergency kits, uh, all at Old Grouch's Military Surplus. The shop is open Monday through Saturday, downtown Clyde on Main Street, and uh, it's across the street from the anti-aircraft gun and at oldgrouch.com. And remember to tell him that you heard it here on the show. I appreciate it. So this is how these kinds of policies actually harm people, okay? Okay. When you tell everybody that they're going to get amnesty when they get here, because you care more about them than the previous guy who was literally Hitler, right? And then you, uh, you, you've now induced them to come. You've created this draw, this lure, because you're holding out, hey, you can get amnesty. You can get a better life. You can get jobs. Ooh, you may even get a, a COVID vaccine. Come to America, right? These were the messages that went out during the campaign and since, and message received. Now, what happens is the people who facilitate that human trafficking, right, they become empowered. And now they have a ton of new clients coming in. They're making all of this money. As I mentioned, the gangs and that congressman, the Democratic congressman from Laredo, Congressman Cuellar, he said the White House needs to work more with Mexico and Central America to prevent people from leaving their home countries. The White House said Monday that key officials would go this week to Mexico and Guatemala, Because they're trying to stop the gangs that are becoming empowered. And when people use these gangs to get to the border, the gangs, I know this is going to come as a shock, these criminal enterprises, they abuse the people. I know, who would have thought, right? Who would have thought that cartels would, you know, abuse people? It's kind of crazy. But it's true. They rape women. They murder uh, people along the path. They leave people along the path. Uh, then uh, they'll hold some for ransom. They'll kidnap them. Uh, then there's the there was a big problem uh, several years ago in Arizona where they had drop houses that were occurring where when you get across the border they would send you to a, a house a drop house and you would stay there until you uh, got you know uh, transportation to your next destination or if you owed money or something you would be left there at this house you would be forced to work you don't have any rights that are recognized, right, because you're afraid of being deported. So they're able to basically treat you like a slave, like an indentured servant, um, and you can't complain to anybody. And then there were raids going on, not by cops of these houses, but by gangs, because they would find out where the drop houses were, and they, they would go and they would hold the people hostage and murder them if their families didn't pay more money, didn't pay ransoms. So, like, people get abused. like, the the human abuse going on because of this black market is it's tragic, and it's never talked about as part of this topic ever. No one ever discusses it. Now, Rich Lowry at the at uh, Politico, rather, he's writing at Politico. He says. Trump may have overemphasized the importance of the border wall and had a number of false starts at the border, most notoriously the zero tolerance policy that led to the family separations. But by the end, he had created an entirely reasonable system based on his lawful authorities to impose order at the border while still allowing asylum seekers to apply for asylum in the U.S. There is no good reason to rip up so much of this arrangement, even though that's exactly what Biden has done. And he has done that. This is his crisis. It is of his doing. Okay. Now, if you have a crisis uh, of trying to get your house sold and maybe you've already bought your new house and now you're looking at two mortgage payments a month, oh gosh, that's terrible. So get your house sold fast and for more money. Call Rowena Patton. Her phone number is 333-4483. She's the only agent that I would call. In fact, she is the only agent we called when Christy and I went to buy our house. So buying or selling, one number, 333-4483, mountainhomehunt.com. She outsells 99% of the realtors in the entire state. She's got homes and all price points. She's got buyers lined up. If you're looking to build, she can help you with that process as well, Uh, help you identify costs and what you would need, You know things to keep in mind as you're building a budget, looking for lots and that sort of thing. So uh, call Rowena. Tell her you heard it here on the show. Rowena Patton and her all-star powerhouse team uh, put them to work for you simply by calling 333-4483 and then start packing. In a related story here in North Carolina, the Republicans in the General Assembly are again, according to the AP, pressing legislation to force county sheriffs to recognize requests of federal immigration agents who believe a defendant is in the country illegally. So this is... Once again, trying to force sheriffs to cooperate with ICE. But the odds for enactment of this law, of this bill, uh, remain unlikely because Democratic Governor Roy Cooper vetoed a similar measure back in 2019. And I'm going to go over some of the background from the 2019 fight, uh, because it is important to understand the difference in what this legislation would do, which will mandate sheriffs and jail administrators to check the immigration status of every person accused of felony, drug, or violent crimes, and then retain any defendant subject to ICE detainers. ICE agents have 48 hours to then collect those inmates, or they can otherwise be released under any bond they receive. Most of the sheriffs in this state, most of the 100 sheriffs, um, comply with ICE requests, these detainers, Okay. But civil rights groups say that they aren't arrest warrants, and therefore, you can actually ignore them. And sheriffs in the biggest counties do. Wake County, Mecklenburg County, Durham, um, Buncombe, right? These sheriffs in these very blue urban counties, they do not cooperate with ICE. Mecklenburg County Sheriff Gary McFadden told Senators... uh, that ICE should be getting a true arrest warrant signed by a federal judicial law official to take someone into custody rather than placing the administrative and financial burden upon sheriffs. This is a dishonest argument that the sheriffs are making uh, and Democrats are making on this, that you need to get a warrant. So first they said, this was going back two years ago, they said, you need to get a warrant. And so what um, federal lawmakers did was they say, okay, you know what? We're going to get you a warrant. Uh, it's an ICE warrant, okay? So you have uh, U.S. Immigration Customs officials. They can issue uh, a a warrant, but it is not a warrant from a court, okay? It's not a warrant for arrest because it's an administrative warrant because immigration is a civil issue. It's not a criminal issue. A warrant is issued, a judicial warrant would be issued by a judge for criminal activity. A detainer is specifically for an immigration violation that could lead to removal from the country. And two years ago, the General Assembly tried to get a similar bill passed. Cooper vetoed it, saying it was unconstitutional. Okay. Um, difference was, two. well, two major differences is that uh, it would apply to basically anybody that got caught. Uh, and brought into the jail, but also it would uh, allow for the removal of a sheriff who did not cooperate. That has now been changed. Okay, so I have the bill in front of me here. This is the newest version. So it requires that ICE is queried when an individual charged with certain offenses is in custody and citizenship status is undetermined. And what kinds of offenses would trigger this ICE query? Good question. Felonies related to the Controlled Substance Act, not simple possession or other misdemeanors, just felonies. Okay, A felony offense also under any of the following categories, homicide, rape and other sex offenses, kidnapping and abduction, human trafficking offenses, and defenses in violation of the North Carolina Criminal Gang Suppression Act. Uh, An A1 misdemeanor or felony assault, this would include an assault on a female and other uh, more serious misdemeanors, but not simple assault, or a violation of a domestic violence protective order, okay? So those are the things that would get you uh, queried with ICE. So not getting pulled over for a broken taillight, you know, not a traffic infraction, whatever, right? These are the arguments that we heard went oh my gosh, someone was just driving along and then they got busted for a broken tail. Now they're deported, right? So they were they were in the country illegally, but right, that's the argument that we hear. These are the stories that we hear as to why we have to let all of the rapists go free too. <clears throat> so um I know people are like, oh my gosh, she's calling everybody. No, I'm talking about people that are actually accused and charged and guilty of raping people and murdering people, right? The folks who are uh, picked up on those types of charges, the more serious charges should not be released back out into the community. Remember, there was the, uh, the big case that really prompted a lot of this was in 2019 in May of 2019, Luis Piñeta Ar- uh, Ancheta, who said uh, sorry, who was arrested for multiple charges, including kidnapping, strangulation, and assault on a female regarding a domestic violence assault. On June one, he paid bond and was released from jail down in Mecklenburg County. The next day, he was arrested by ICE officials, um, and they were—they say they were not even notified of his release, and instead, uh, he was released. Uh, that the uh, the Mecklenburg County Jail released an unlawfully present foreign national facing serious criminal charges, released him onto the streets of Charlotte. Mr. Pineda and Cheta, uh now faces federal felony prosecution for illegally re-entering the U.S. after deportation. After the resolution of that federal prosecution, he is subject to removal again to Honduras. Okay. Um, The sheriff, Gary McFadden, said, My decision um, is that we will no longer honor voluntary ICE administrative detainers. He says that's not the sole reason that Pineda and Cheta got released, though. He says... That Pineda and Cheta had fulfilled his court-ordered terms and the conditions of his release. In other words, paid the bond, right? The statement said that the sheriff's office is required by law to release individuals from custody after satisfying bond and court-ordered conditions of release. And the sheriff said the only way he will keep an illegal immigrant in jail who has met all of his or her release requirements is if ICE gets a federal warrant signed by a judge. This was the common refrain that the sheriff was using, defenders of uh, open borders, essentially, and uh, unauthorized immigration. This was what they were all saying. You better get a warrant from a judge, signed by a judge. Got to get a warrant signed by a judge. Okay. No judge, though, is going to sign a warrant. You know why? Because it's not a criminal matter. Judges don't sign warrants to keep people incarcerated unless it's a criminal matter. They're not going to sign one because you know you're you're violating some civil statute, which is what the immigration code is. U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement Atlanta Office Director John Tsukaris, back in 2019, he told Spectrum News that criminal federal warrants are only issued in criminal proceedings not immigration proceedings, which are civil. Quote, when they ask for a criminal arrest warrant to pick up this individual, it doesn't exist in immigration proceedings. So they're really asking for something that ICE cannot get, something that there's no requirement and no judge can issue that for immigration purposes. It's not possible. They're demanding something that is not possible. Okay? It is not possible also to get a better deal Uh, on CBD products than by going over to uh, growershemp.com and using the promo code PETE. That's true. Uh, Promo code PETE will get you 20% off. You type my name in at checkout and you'll get 20% off Growers Hemp Natural Full Spectrum Hemp Extract. Add it to your daily routine. I have uh, probably about nine months ago, 10 months ago or so, and uh, I take a couple of drops before I go to bed every night, and I sleep more deeply than I ever have before in my life. These are North Carolina farmers, family farmers. They said, let's band together sort of a co-op model, and let's control our own destiny and control the company and control the product from seed all the way to shelf. So you get high quality, lower price, and the satisfaction, the warm feeling inside of knowing that you're helping to save family farms in our state. So if you are interested, go to growershemp.com. And remember to use my name, Pete, and you'll get 20% off at checkout. Growershemp.com is the website. As with all CBD products, here is the official disclaimer that GovCo requires me to give you. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. The efficacy of these products has not been confirmed by FDA approved research. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Nothing I have said is meant as a substitute for or alternative to information from your healthcare provider, so consult your healthcare professional about potential interactions or other possible complications before using any product. GrowersHemp.com. Promo code PETE. Use it, save, save some farms, and feel better. Growers Hemp, it's about the hemp. And not the hype. So, North Carolina lawmakers have proposed a new bill that would mandate sheriffs and other jail administrators check the immigration status of every person accused of felony drug or violent crimes. And then they would have to hold on to any defendant subject to ICE detainers seeking their custody. ICE agents then have two days to collect the inmates uh, or else they can then be released. Most of the state's 100 sheriffs comply with detainers, but civil rights groups say they are not arrest warrants and therefore they can be ignored. As, as I mentioned earlier, Gary McFadden in Mecklenburg, Gerald Baker in Wake County and Quentin Miller in Buncombe, Clarence Burkhead in Durham. All of these sheriffs ran on an explicit promise to stop cooperating with ICE and they all won. So that prompted the state, two years ago, to run this bill. And John Hood at the uh, John Locke Foundation, he asked this question. He said, look, can we agree that unauthorized immigrants picked up for serious crimes can be detained and deported? And if we cannot agree on that, then reform is just not possible. And he's exactly right. And it's not possible when with people who do not believe that people should be deported if they've been picked up for committing serious crimes. Okay. Um, Mecklenburg County Sheriff Gary McFadden went to the legislature, uh, with, uh, the other day for this bill. And, uh, he says ICE needs to do their job and not expect us to do that job. He said his agency already follows current state law by checking the immigration status of inmates accused of serious crimes. He just doesn't want to cooperate with ICE when he, I guess, knows (laughs) who is here illegally and who's committed a serious crime that he just doesn't want to cooperate. So he knows... And then if I says, hey, could you hold on to them? He's like, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna cooperate and recognize that detainer. Um, they say it's not constitutional. Is that true? Is it actually not constitutional? Ilya Shapiro, the director of the Robert A. Levy Center for Constitutional Studies at the Cato Institute. Cato, libertarian think tank, more open borders than the Republicans, right? They they want lots and lots and lots of immigration, okay? Illegal as well. But he says the detainers are unquestionably constitutional. They are legal. He says no arm of the federal government can force state officials to cooperate, though, on serving these things because state and federal governments are dual sovereigns with separate sources of power. The same principle surfaced in states that legalized pot that refused to carry out federal laws against the drug. Quote, if the state takes no position and gives no instruction to local law enforcement about whether to cooperate or not, then it's whatever the local sheriff or police chief set policy for that department. And those decisions can be political. But here's the key. States can pass laws that trump those local decisions because local governments are creations of the state. See, so when the sheriff says... Hey, if you, you know, you need to do your job and you, you know, focus on doing your job, don't tell me to do your job and like, okay, but the state can tell you to cooperate and then you've got to, because you have to follow the state law. So right now they are enjoying the benefit of what is essentially a loophole, right? They're demanding, I would argue dishonestly, they're demanding that ICE go and get a warrant that ICE cannot get because it's a civil matter, not a criminal matter. And so they cannot go to a judge to get a criminal warrant because it's a civil matter. And so because of that, the sheriffs say, we'll go get a warrant. So I said, uh, okay, well, we'll create these administrative warrants. And then the sheriffs were like, that's not the same thing. It has to come from a judge knowing that ICE can't get that. So what is all of this in service to, right? Releasing people from the jails. Because they don't because they say that giving them the benefit of the doubt and this assuming the honesty of their argument is that, you know, people aren't going to cooperate with law enforcement if they're getting deported and their family members are getting deported all the time. So the best way to uh, engender trust and to build trust in the Hispanic community, but also among the illegal immigrant community, that the best way to build that trust is to not deport people. And then to not turn people over for deportation, right? That's, the be- that, that's their line of thinking. Um, I'm not so sure that's the best uh, argument because like a lot of the people, as I mentioned earlier, the ones who are victimized the most, yeah, they're the people in these vulnerable populations. And when nobody is afraid of getting deported, they can continue to abuse their community members And then they just get released right back into that community again and again and again. Probably not the best argument, but what do I know? I'm just a podcaster. Thanks so much for listening to it. I appreciate it. We'll keep track of how that bill makes its way through the legislature. Until then, uh, thanks for the support. Thanks for listening. Remember, subscribe to the show, thepetecalendershow.com. Don't break anything while I'm gone.